This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. I want to start out tonight with a couple comments. Have you noticed that the cities that we're looking at actually have two names? One is the Bible name that you'll recognize, but it's not really a Bible name in that it, it's got any roots to the Lord, not like when you're in Israel, okay? Uh, and not even every name there does. But these modern names are really Turkish uh, Muslim names. Does anyone know why? And it's not just that the Muslims are in Turkey now, though the country itself actually boasts itself of being a secular state. Uh, they have a, a premier right now who is more Muslim than others have been. But even as we travel, our tour guide will, uh, he will make much probably of the fact that he's secular. He's, he doesn't want to claim anything. Why the two names, though? What does history tell us? Well, let me ask this. What happened in Asia Minor when the Roman Empire fell? And the uh, even the Holy Roman Empire. So there were rulers, Constantine and, and beyond, who took over... Uh, in Asia Minor, when Rome collapsed, the Holy Roman Empire collapsed. How many of you have heard of the Ottoman Empire? Okay. So they came in, they swept in, took all of these cities, and here's what you have to remember, uh, they're Christians who had suffered under the Romans, and then had a reprieve, Holy Roman Empire, uh, they now were facing persecution from the Ottoman Empire that was Muslim. Okay. Do you know the history of the Shriners and, and their hats and the imagery there? Alright, Tabala Towers, etc. What's the color of the hats that the Shriners wear? It's blood red. Do you know why? Because they dipped their hats in the blood. Because when they would conquer cities and martyr Christians, they would take their hats off and they dip it in the blood of the believers. I shared that with a neighbor one time who was a shriner. I said, do you know what the imagery of that is? He just kind of boo-hooed it. By the way, what sword do they have crossed in their imagery too? It's, it's the Muslim sword. It's a crescent moon? It's the crescent. Crescent sword. Okay. And so that is why we have two names for, for a lot of these cities. Uh, the history defines us. The history <coughs> defines what has happened over there. Now let me also caution us. Uh, I grew up thinking that the city of Philadelphia, brotherly love, is because... Mm -hmm. The Christians in the, in the city of Philadelphia uh, looked out for each other. That's not where it came from, all right? And uh, 
And I think at one time it was more of a city of brotherly love than it is today. You know, we lived right outside of Philly. It's a great place to go see the Liberty Bell. Just get out of town before the sun goes down. Yep. Amen. All right. So tonight we're going to look at Philadelphia, modern Alashir. Here's a map to show you where Philadelphia is. What's interesting about this, see the seven cities? And just off the map here is Patmos. So John is writing the book of Revelation, and just east of him are all these cities that are going to receive this letter that the Lord is sending them through the apostle. So Philadelphia is here. <coughs> Note this map. Philadelphia, you'll see, is on a major highway. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Tonight we're going to close by looking at a second city, Hierapolis, which is in, when you're on Hierapolis, you can see, literally from where you're, you can see Laodicea and Colossae. That's how close you are. So those cities were all together. Let's learn about Philadelphia. It was established by uh, a king in Pergamum. We've already studied that city. Uh, Attalus II, who had been given the name Philadelphus, literally one who loves his brother. He was given that name by his older brother, Amenes II, king of Lydia. Uh, now, Philadelphia had other names. It was called Decapolis as it was considered one of the ten cities of the plain of Lydia. Uh, if I back up, you'll see that this, this is on, there's a plain, there's a, it's a high plain that runs through here. Okay, and there were other cities uh, up through here. So Decapolis is what they called it. In the centuries that followed, the name continued to change in honor of the various Caesars. In fact, I, I had to chuckle at one website I was looking at where they, they list all these names and then it just ends. The writer says, ah, just call it Philadelphia. <laughs> all right, so that's what we're going to call it. The whole region around Philadelphia was prone to earthquakes. And that's going to be an important thing to remember. We're going to say more about that when we get... Uh, uh, to the letter that the Lord sent to this church. In AD 17, an earthquake destroyed Philadelphia along with Sardis, ten other cities. As a result, many people preferred to live in the rural areas around the city. Emperor Tiberius helped to rebuild the city after the earthquake, uh, also relieved his citizens from paying taxes, and so they renamed it uh, Neo Caesarea, New Caesar. They did that in his honor. All these cities are trying to please the Caesars. They want favors. They don't, you know, they want taxes to stay down. They want the empire to give them money to, for building projects. And, and by the way, you just want to stay in favor with the, with the Caesar. Okay. You don't want an army showing up and fixing anything that you did wrong. Tiberius, by the way, there's a Tiberius right next to the Sea of Galilee. And those of us that were uh, in Israel, remember we took that jaunt out onto the Sea of Galilee, 
Well, that boat left Tiberias. We had lunch there and then went out onto the sea. So Tiberias, um, Caesarea, Caesarea. Um, there were two in Israel. This is New Caesar. So don't be confused by these names because they were doing this all over the empire. All right. The main highway through the city was the imperial postal road from Rome growing east. And as such, it was a strong fortified city. Right on this route, this was a strong fortified Roman city. The road also exported the textiles and leather goods produced in Philadelphia. I don't mention it here, but this, I've mentioned it with these other cities, the cities of, uh, that are mentioned in Revelation 2 and 3. This is wine country. And some that I read, especially the, the wine is great in Philadelphia. But it's wine country. And we'll see it when we drive through this area by bus. You'll look out the window, you'll see vineyards all over the place. Okay. Each of these cities has these huge amphitheaters. Philadelphia is no exception. Just beautiful. And once again, you can see how big people are in relation to what is there. And I couldn't even get it all in this picture. Okay. Uh, if you notice beyond it, the city has kind of grown in. But you'll have areas where there are these ruins. And when you drive through these cities, you'll see this ancient architecture and these ruins. And then there will be modern stuff. And, and so on our tour, we'll travel to see these different things. But here's the sense you get as you drive around. All of the modern cities built on the old city. But it lets you know how big those old cities were. Massive. And unfortunately, uh, what they've built on, a lot of those ruins, all that's under, under their feet. They're, they're, they're living on top of it. Okay. Um, now this is interesting. What you're looking at is the ruins. These are the ruins of the Basilica to St. John. Now keep this in mind. Say, in these ruins, look at the, how massive that structure was. Believe it or not, that structure, what's left of these colonnades for this church, testified to the influence of John pastoring at Ephesus, Obviously banished to Patmos. When he's released from there, he comes back to Ephesus. Uh, dies in Ephesus. But as pastor of that church, Ephesus was a great missionary sending church. Had influence on a lot of these cities, including Philadelphia. And we've commented on that. Uh, Pergamos, these other places, uh, history tells us that those who were believers in that church were going out. And so... Centuries after John's ministry, they built this thing. Or it's probably a century after they built this thing. And as 
we look at what the Lord says to the church of Philadelphia, another church, one of two, where the Lord doesn't say anything negative about the church, that was Philadelphia. Uh, but these col I love these columns because they really are a testimony to what the Lord said to that church in, in, uh, in uh, Revelation 3, as we're going to see in just a moment. So let's see what the Lord says. Church history tells us the influence of John the Apostle led to the establishment of this church, which continued to be encouraged by faithful pastors, and this is church history now, ladies, a faithful prophetess named Amiah. Now, God doesn't want women to lead the churches. They shouldn't pastor. But God continued to use women mightily in these in these churches, and this is so. This is what church history tells us. Uh, some of what this history uh, says, and we'll have to get to heaven to find out for sure, is that Amia was also close to Philip and his daughters. Remember, Philip had daughters who prophesied. Remember that from the New Testament, and. History says that she was close uh, to these daughters, but she continued to minister uh, here in uh, Philadelphia. Now, because of a large Jewish population in the city, it is significant that Jesus represents himself. Look now at verse 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, okay, there's a pastor there. The angel is the messenger. All right, to the messenger, church of Philadelphia write, these things saith he, that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. Greco-Roman city, why the references to David? It's because of the Jewish populations in these cities. In fact, history tells us that Philadelphia had one of the earliest Jewish populations. What does the word diaspora mean? Dispersion. You'll remember that because of persecution of not just the church, but Jews before the church in Israel, they were getting out of Dodge. And very early on, heading into Asia Minor, you had Jews who had settled in these places. That's why these cities all had synagogues. Philadelphia, probably established earlier by Jews, now had a larger Jewish population. Philadelphia will be the second city where the Lord says, you have a synagogue of Satan there. Wow. So let's read on. Key of David, and with that key the Lord is saying, I open doors, no man can shut them, I shut doors, no man can open them. Remember that this reference to the key of David is a reference to Christ's messianic work and reign through David, through Abraham, then through David, all nations of the earth would be blessed. Who's Jesus? Great, great, great grandson of David. Okay? So, now, Jesus holds the key. He's won the victory at the cross. 
and now his name is being is going throughout the empire and in spite of the persecution he's opening doors and no matter how hard the Romans are trying to close those doors and oh by the way no matter how hard the Jews are trying to close those doors how hard did they work to close the doors well just look at the life of Paul and what they did to Paul they were following him all over the empire stoning him trying to stop him shut him up I mean he, he can't avoid him anywhere. I mean, they're waiting for him. They follow him back to Jerusalem. That's how zealous and determined they were. So let's read on now. I know thy works, verse 8. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. I close doors, I open doors. For you in Philadelphia, you have an open door. No man can shut it, but thou hast a little strength and has kept my word, and has not denied my name. They're not keeping the door open. They have a little strength. The Lord's keeping that door open. But through His power, as they yield to Him, what are they doing? Keeping His word, not denying His name. They're being open, bold, as a testimony for Christ. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, so these are real Jews, but they're lying. Why? Because as Jews, they have rejected everything that Moses and the prophets said about coming Messiah. He's come, he did his work, he fulfilled the scripture, they won't have any of that. I'm a Jew, you're a liar. Because you may have Jewish blood, but what your prophets and Moses said about the coming Christ, you've rejected. You've tossed all that aside. You, you won't believe it. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Remember what the Pharisees said to Jesus? We're children of Abraham. What did Jesus respond? Look, that means nothing. Out of these stones, the Lord could make children of Abraham. Those who are true children of Abraham have believed on Christ through faith. Because I, uh, thou hast kept the word of my patience, have been, been patient in your suffering, have continued to trust me, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly... Hold thou fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I wanted to read that. Now we're going to go back and we're going to see how the location, how their daily lives and what they faced directly influences what the Lord said to them in this letter. Okay? So, he that is holy, that is true, he that hath the key of David. Referencing, again, uh, to those that would hear, and no doubt there were saved Jews in the church at Philadelphia as well. 
Let's take a closer look. With the key, the Lord opens, no man shuts, shuts, no man opens. Even though the Philadelphians had a little strength, the Savior held the door open for them to further the gospel in that place as they kept his word and refused to deny his name. This city also had a synagogue of Satan, like Smyrna, but the church had not bowed to the pressure of the Judaizers or the pagans. They stayed true to the Lord. Now here's what the Lord says. Instead of you bowing to their pressure, these unbelieving Jews would bow the knee. Now they're not going to worship these, these believers. That doesn't happen. Okay, We know that from Scripture. But the believers will get to witness them bow the knee in the presence of Christ. They will watch them worship before the Lord. Where is that going to happen? Yeah, I think we're going to have a front row seat at the Great White Throne. Okay? And this is one of the reasons why I, I think that. They are going to watch these people bow the knee before Messiah. And here are all those that were loyal, had believed on Messiah, and here were the oppressors. Here were the persecutors. Here, here, were, the, here were the ones that tried to stamp out Christianity, Roman Empire, and all of history. And they will bow the knee, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of the glory of God the Father. And the Lord, they'll know, and the Lord uh, expresses, and they'll know, I love you. Just as the names, now watch this, these pillars, that reference to pillars in this letter. Do you know that in Philadelphia, there's evidence of this in other places, the names of pagan priests and prominent citizens were carved in the pillars to the, on the pagan temples. Those were, those were badges of honor, those names carved. Sometimes they would erect another pillar just in honor of somebody important in the city, a priest, a prominent member. So what does the Lord say to this church? You have little strength, but in my new Jerusalem, you will be the pillars. And instead of me putting your name on the pillar, you'll be the pillar and I'll put my name on you. Isn't that cool? Here's what else is interesting. The Lord says, and you will no more go out. I mentioned earlier that in these cities, and, and when we visit these cities, some of you will remember this from visiting Israel. We, we were in cities like, um, oh, I think the greatest example in Israel was, uh, where did they hang the bodies of Saul and his sons on the wall? Bet-Shan. Okay. Remember Main Street, Bet-Shan? It did this. It rippled. Why? Because of an earthquake. And there are pieces of pillar laying all over the place. This whole area was prone to earthquakes. You think it's bad in Israel? Wait till we get to Greece and Turkey. There are pieces of city laying all over the place because of these earthquakes. And so, as I mentioned, people wanted to live outside of Philadelphia. They'd come in, in town and do business, but it's a whole lot better to live in a small house outside of town so when the earthquake comes, you don't have stuff falling from the sky on top of you. 
Okay? So the Lord says, you're no, no longer in my temple. You'll no longer go out. There won't be an earthquake. There won't be anything, any tragedy happening where you're fleeing for your life. Picture of stability, peace. That's what the Lord says to this church. Of course, re referring to the New Jerusalem, we will be pillars, so to speak, in that great city. Uh, the New Jerusalem, the Lord is preparing for His bride. And His, his name will be written on us at that, at, uh, when that happens. Okay. So, they would stand eternally long after earthquakes had destroyed the temples and synagogues of earth. History is also noted long after the surrounding country had succumbed to Muslim control under Turkey. Philadelphia held out as a Christian populace until 1392. So, here's a point. We look back, we say 2,000 years since Christ died. A thousand years after Christ died, there were still believers serving the Lord in Philadelphia. What does that testify to? Even though they were surrounded by Muslims, I have opened a door and no man can what? There you go. A thousand years later. And again, we'll, we'll go into Philadelphia and you'll, you'll get to walk around these, these great, pillars that held up this, this church, this Byzantine church they built the job of the apostles. You'll go, wow. But that was there a long time because the Lord had opened the door. And when we get to Hierapolis, you'll see that God did some extraordinary things just, just southeast down the highway in that city as well. Any questions? I was there 13 years ago. 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to go back because like in Israel, I think in Israel they're more aggressive about the archaeology and so on because it is their past. But in, in a lot of these places they just keep digging. And so when you go back, especially since the last time I... I'm expecting to see all kinds of things I didn't get to see the first time. It's not like visiting the Statue of Liberty and once you've seen it, you've seen it. Okay, it just keeps getting better. Do you have a favorite city? Jerusalem. <laughs> Hands down, Jerusalem. But, you know, these places all have the things, they have things in them that really move you. I love Masada. Those of you that have been up there, wow. Now that's sobering when you realize the mass suicide that took place up there and, and what the Romans did to try to take that fortress. Yeah. Athens is amazing. I, I mean, it's just... The I one could, you did in 2019 was Israel. Yes. Yeah, and several in here were on that trip. Let's talk about Hierapolis then. 
Pemukale. Now, don't laugh. These are my pronunciations. We'll, we'll, you'll hear the tour guide. He'll pronounce it right. Don't look at me and go, what in the world? Yankee. Uh, what? Yeah, something like that. It's, that's probably closer. You know, and listen to the tour guide. This is Thessaloniki. Okay, well, that makes sense pronouncing the way. That's another way I pronounce it. All right. Location. Along the main highway, southeast of Philadelphia, was the sacred city of Hierapolis. That is the literal meaning of that name. Hierapolis. Holy city. Sacred city is, is what it means. Notice that it also was along that, that mail line, that main uh, communication line from Rome through Asia Minor. It's located just a short distance from the cities of Laodicea and Colossae. You can see how close those are. Literally walking distance. It's just not that far between them. So you can stand on Main Street and lay to see and look right up at those. Um, it, it looks like it's snow covered, but it's limestone deposits from the, the uh, hot springs up there. They coat the side of the mountain and lay, uh, Hierapolis is up there. So they're all, all very close. What about the religion there? Though his history is not well known, the Phrygian god Savosios was worshipped there under the name, yes, and represented by the symbol of the serpent. And I pause again just to remind us how wicked and satanic all this is. Who's the serpent? Satan kind of takes pride in that. Other local deities, Leto, the son of Lebonas. Hierapolis was particularly regarded as a gateway to the underworld. The plutonium was there. Okay, so there was a temple to Pluto, but the plutonium was there, which was a hole reaching deep into the earth from which issued a vapor that poisoned animals and birds. Now let's just stop for a moment. Remember Caesarea Philippi? Remember when we were up there, that city? And in the side of Mount Hermon, there was, there was a temple constructed. Remember that, that open hole and they would throw animals in there and then the, the blood would run out a little, far, little distance away, uh, the headwaters of the Jordan. Remember all that? And it was there that Jesus stood with his disciples and said, the gates of hell will not prevail. That was one of the gates. But that wasn't the only gate. Hierapolis had another gate that the ancients, ancient Greco-Roman, the people looked at that as, in their superstition, this is a gate to the uh, underworld. And something, something to keep in mind You'll know when we're up by Hierapolis because you'll be able to smell it. You'll be able to smell the sulfur. Okay, 
uh, the hot springs, people still go there. They're beautiful. People still go there and bathe in them. But the hot springs and these gases, when we talk about earthquakes, what else do you think about with earthquakes? Volcanoes. There's a lot happening underground, and it's still happening underground. It's settled down since these ancient days. Uh, but, but these hot springs, is still, and it's still producing these gases. Now, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Uh, well, let me just finish this slide. Uh, archaeologists, and you can go online and see this, archaeologists started to dig again uh, in the plutonium, that, that area where they knew this hole was. And we're, we're going to see why they, they're digging it out now. It was just an open, open chasm. Uh, but as they did it and then would leave at night, uh, they came back... And I'll show you pictures. They found dead birds in there because birds were flying over this and the gases were getting them again. And this just happened not, not that long ago. One writer said that, and I don't, I don't even know how they did this, but in antiquity that the, the pagan priests would go down into this hole and, and the gases wouldn't kill them, but it would do something to them where when they were under that influence, people would pay them to go down there and to get prophecies to bring back out for them. That, that's the kind of stuff that was going on. Not to mention the awful lewdness and wickedness that went on in all these cities. It's just part of the worst. I don't mention any of that to glorify it, but to emphasize again the Lord said I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail and you had places where they literally did think that the gate of hell was right in the middle of the city and yet there was a church there were churches being built that's how powerful our God is while there is no record that Paul visited this area I, I love this history. It's believed his influence led to the establishment of the churches. Would you go to Colossians chapter 4? This is the only time in your New Testament that Hierapolis is mentioned. Colossians 4, verse 12. Did I get the right verse? I think I wrote down the wrong. 13. Thank you. But I would not have you... Well, let me get in Colossians. No wonder you're not seeing the right verse, Asher. I flipped one extra page. My apologies. All right. Epaphras who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. What verse 12 tells us is that Paphras and Paul were good friends and they were all part, all part of the same team. Paul, we don't have any record he ever got to these cities. But 
his his liaisons were going, Epaphras. Okay. Verse 13, For I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you and them that are in Laodicea and them in Hierapolis. Now look at the top of the page in your Bible and this letter is to who? The Colossians. All three cities. They're neighbors. They're all right there. So this evangelist is working in these cities. Again, there are pastors in these churches, but you have an evangelist. Ephesians chapter 4, call some pastor, teacher, evangelist. They were functioning at this time. Okay, so he's ministering in there, in these churches. Tradition also says he followed the ministry of Philip, and that he and his two daughters uh, are buried in Hierapolis. Okay, so when we're there, church history tells us that's where those they're buried, Philip and his two daughters. Now he had a third daughter that, these are unmarried daughters, he had a third daughter that was married and they believed that she and her husband lived in Ephesus and that they were part of that church and probably died there. Alright. Uh, while early Christians suffered martyrdom at Hierapolis, and when we're there, you'll see all the stuff that the other pagan cities had. Christianity flourished in the 4th century. This is interesting. Christians filled the plutonium with stones. They just did away with the superstition. All right, got giving evidence. Uh, paganism had been supplanted by the church. For them to fill that thing up, that, that meant that there was no resistance from anybody that in fact Christians had probably overtaken. Not with swords, but just through their testimony had overtaken um, Hierapolis. Which I think is amazing. So here's some pictures. See how beautiful that is? That is just, uh, in a minute I'll show you the pictures of, of this white, these mineral deposits going down the side of the mountain. But we're up above those deposits. So in underground, there's all part of this city. Some of this they started to put back together. Not far from here is Laodicea. And in Laodicea, they mentioned to us, this was 13 years ago, that they were using computers and lasers to, to put the puzzle back together. And they were finding pieces and with computers. And, and you could stand by these big colonnades and see where they, I don't know what they were using, but they were gluing it all back together. It's, it's amazing. So you, you've got these pieces laying all over, and they're starting to assemble. Now remember, with all of these cities, and I've mentioned this over and over, they're always built with an Acropolis. They're built next to a place where the, everybody can flee. Hierapolis, they were elevated anyway, but all of them had, had a place where, where they could flee for protection. I don't have any pictures of them, but there are some beautiful gardens here where the hot springs are. 
and you'll you'll be able to walk around uh, those guards. Does it look like snow? Yeah. Reminds me of parts of Yellowstone. Yeah. It's all mineral deposits. It looks like snow. By the way, the last picture I showed you is the upper part of town up there. And so this is this is down below. And as we're looking at the town, Laodicea is that direction behind us. As I'm looking at the town, Colossae is that direction. And you're high enough where you can you can see those cities. What I'm curious about, Alba, is if they've done anything with Colossae, because when we were there before, it was a tell. And as I told you, a guy was farming on top of it. There's all this ancient pottery and this stuff working up through the dirt. He's running this plow through it, just trying to... I don't know what he was growing. But. Okay. Here are the ruins of Pluto's Gate, a highway to hell. And you'll notice the lower part at the back of the picture. And I told you that they were excavating in there and they came back and here's what they found. Those are literally the birds that died flying and landing on that and the gas is coming up through the ground. But that was an open hole. Tradition tells us that Christians had had enough and filled it with rocks. By the way, plenty of rocks to fill a hole with over there. All right, any questions that you have? Oh, I'm way over time. I'm sorry. It was interesting. Any any questions? Any thoughts? All right. Thank you. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for archaeology and history and, and the means that we have even today now to go and study and, and, uh, and even travel there and see it for ourselves. God, use it to teach us. Use it to draw our hearts closer to yours. Thank you for the love for your church and how mightily you worked in these places. It reminds us that as evil as our society has become and we see the influences of Satan this world everywhere you are greater help us to be bold in our witness in Jesus name thank you for listening if you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757 488 3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.